How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to Red Friday. This is Locked On Chiefs for August 12th. I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. Today's show, we're going to take a look at a couple of different players on each side of the ball that we're both looking forward to seeing in the preseason game. Yeah, preseason game number one. Coming at you live, and, and there's a lot of questions in that wide receiver core. You know, a lot of youth in there that you got to see who's going to progress and, and who can offer you something that you didn't have last season, uh, especially with the departure of Jason Avant. Uh, and the guy that I am most intrigued by, um, if you've read any of my work, you know what I'm going to say. His name's Chris Conley. Uh, he's a physical, physical freak. By far the best combine performance of any wide receiver in his draft class. And while he was slow to mature, he, he flashed a few times last season. And the thing that I am most intrigued about this whole offseason is what we heard about how Jeremy Macklin took he and Albert Wilson under his wing and just guided them along and showed them how to prepare and how to work in the offseason the way he does. And it got to the point where he actually had Chris Conley living in his house for part of the summer so they could train and watch film together. Uh, I, evidently, Conley had rented an apartment in Atlanta where he was going to train, and Macklin called a couple days later, and boom, he was gone. So having such a veteran presence one-on-one time to see how he prepares and how he looks at film and how he detects where he wants to attack a certain DB – I want to see how much that's rubbed off on Conley. He's got all the physical tools, but how much can he run his routes better? How much can he dissect what a DB is susceptible to and use that against him? That's what I'm really excited to see. Well, and he's shown in camp this season that he is attacking the ball more when the ball gets to him. So I think that's going to be something to watch as well. Uh, The wide receiver for me to to really watch, and I think all – all people out there would think that Tyreek Hill is somebody that you're really going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, while he is not the biggest wide receiver, he has he's the fastest player on the team, and he is electric. Uh, he has the ability to get separation very quickly. Uh, he also kind of attacks the ball when he's catching it. He has very soft hands, and he doesn't drop the ball much. You know, when they drafted him, I thought they were going to get just basically a returner but it looks like this guy has the real ability to be a difference maker at the wide receiver position, and that could be a steal of the draft. Yeah, he has definitely had one of the better camps of anyone on that roster, and a lot of veteran eyes are used to watching players come in and have to develop, especially at the wide receiver position. And there's a lot of oohs and ahs going on about Tariq Hill. You know, I think folks need to temper their expectations if if you're that guy that thinks, man, he's so fast, he has to get into the starting lineup across from Macklin, that's a stretch. 
while he's a physical, physical specimen, he's still got a lot to learn about the offense. So what you're going to see is that his physical tools can help him, but don't expect for him to be in that mix for starting football games. I think he's going to be real effective at coming in, giving some relief and using his speed. And what I want to see from him in the in this preseason game, number one, is how does he play against the twos? How does he play against the threes? Because those are guys that are inexperienced much like he is. And it's a more even matchup. You know, going against starters and veterans is is a tall order for a rookie, no matter how physically gifted you well, are. Well, that's true. And Sorry, other- I was just going to say that's true. But I do think that he's going to get some time with the ones. And I think that they're going to try to showcase his speed. And, and if they're working on the passing game in this preseason, which you never know with Kansas City how they're going to do the preseason games, I, I think you could see them take a deep shot or two to Tyreek Hill just to – open up defenses a little bit more, especially somebody like Seattle who likes to attack. Uh, You're listening to the Locked on Chiefs podcast with Chris Clark and Ryan Tracy. Thanks for listening to us. You know, there's one other guy that hasn't had a whole lot of pub in training camp, but I I think he's got a lot of potential and he plays, he can, he has the ability to play all three positions. He comes from a variant of the West Coast offense. And I think Robinson is a, a young receiver that, while he's not getting the accolades that Hill is, I think he's a guy that could come in and produce. And I look for both of them to, to be in the final six when the 53-man c- comes down. Um, and I think a lot of it will depend on what happens here in this this first preseason game. Yeah, I definitely think that he is going to be one of those guys, one of those six wide receivers that they end up keeping. You know, one of the other players I'm really looking forward to seeing in, in live game action, and I saw him at training camp and he really impressed me, is Ross Travis. Can he translate what he's done in practice to this point to the game? If he can translate that, Kansas City is going to have a pretty potent punch when it comes to receiving tight ends. The problem they're going to have is he's not much of a blocker, uh, but that's something that he can work on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a deficiency on this roster. There's not much of a blocking tight end on this roster, and I got to feel that's by design. Those Those trip tight end sets are going to be fun. With he and Harris and Kelsey, obviously, I, all very good athletes. And the latter two basketball types, I really like for them to try to get some of that three tight end set in the red zone, see what they can do with that, where jump balls are, are going to be their well, forte. And the, biggest thing with, the biggest thing when you're talking about blocking is you can't forget that you have somebody like Anthony Sherman who can step in and play that hybrid tight end role if need be and still make – a play on the in the passing game and still be a relevant player on the field. Yeah, Anthony Sherman makes this roster if the, if there's any sense in the world. If not, eh, I don't know what they're going to do because I you got to have a block and fullback when you really need them and like you said, he can play two roles. The two guys on the line that I I'm interested to see, uh, I think we both agree on this. It's it's at the guards. You know, who is more interested to you? To me it's Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who I will Refer to as LDT from now on. Just make yeah, it pretty much. <laughs> Every report I've read out of camp, and from what I saw when he was playing when I was at camp, he has done very well. Uh, several reports out of camp have come out and said, you know, he's gone up against Don Terry Poe, he's gone up against Alan Bailey, he's gone up against Chris Jones and Jay Howard, and he's held his ground. That was his biggest problem last year, is he over. Overcommitted on players like that and got off balance and lost his technique. 
if he really made that kind of strides this offseason, the Chiefs offensive line is going to take a huge step forward because right guard was a weakness last year, and we know right tackle was a weakness as well, and that's going to be shored up. So I think that's a huge, huge thing for the Chiefs offensive line going forward. Well, and it's a similar story on the left side, too, because you have Parker Einger over there, who is basically a mirror of LDT. Uh, Very good on his feet, good in motion, good in space, underpowered, needs to build some strength. His his second and third years in the league with an offseason program are going to be exactly what everybody's been looking for for guys like Fisher. And I think he may struggle a little bit especially four-man fronts, he's going to have some trouble up front, but he is an athlete. and I think really their story is going to be the same. Want more ways to connect with Chiefs Kingdom? Email us at LockedOnChiefs at gmail.com for more information. Why don't we move over to defense? Yeah, what players on defense are you really looking at that you're really interested in seeing in this game? You know, I, I think you got to start with the defensive backs because there's so many of them. You know, three in the draft, a number of young guys – uh, there's a couple of guys in particular that I like. I, I want to see the kid from Notre Dame, Kavari Russell. He's a guy that's kind of a linchpin for me about you have your top three that have a little bit of experience. Is he going to break into that? Is he going to shift those guys around? Can he be a four? Is DJ White going to get in there and move him around? I, I think Russell, with the investment of the draft pick, has to be the guy that they're looking on as the young ones at corner to come up. I would think you're right in that. It's just going to be very interesting to see where he ends up playing. You have a lot of young, talented corners in Kansas City right now. You know, along the lines of DJ, of Kavari Russell, I'm looking at somebody in Steven Nelson who's going into his second year who has a lot to prove and is currently the starter on the outside opposite of Marcus Peters. Now, whether or not that is because Philip Gaines is still recovering from his ACL issue is another story. But... Steven Nelson has had a very good camp. He is a very feisty player. He's the type of guy that plays with you know a chip on his shoulder. He wants to hit you. He wants to be physical. Uh, you know, so it's going to be really hard for somebody like Kavari Russell, who's still trying to get the nuances of the NFL, to come in and take that position from him. You know, the other player that you'd really have to look at is DJ White. I do think that he's going to offer some versatility. He, from everything I've heard out of camp and everything I've seen. He's a very good cover corner, but, you know, who's going to be four, who's going to be five, I think it's kind of up in the air at this point. I think you could watch both Russell and White, and I would say there's an outside outside shot that Cooper could as well. Well, when you move inside the linebacker spots, the guy that I really want to watch is Rameek Wilson. Uh, he showed in the preseason, had a nice interception at one point. Um, he's really that that bigger guy within that inside linebacker group that has a chance to take over in the middle. Right now he's, he's running with the ones because uh, Mal was hurt, but he's got potential to overtake Josh Malga in his effectiveness this camp. And that, that critical jump from rookie year to second season, I want to see where Rameek Wilson is right now and whether he can offer a, possibly another starting option to this team. Well, and if he can step up and take Josh Malga's spot, I think you can almost write Malga check out of here because I don't think he's going to be sticking around for the regular season. The Chiefs love Justin March. Justin March has had a fantastic camp. If he can stay healthy, you can't let him go. He's young. He has a lot of learning to do maybe, 
but he is going to be a fantastic player in this league. Yes, he probably doesn't play the same position that Malga does, but the problem you're going to get into is how do you... He could play that position if, if absolutely had to. And Zombo can too, and he's probably going to be there on the outside. So how do you get rid of somebody like March or DJ Alexander, who is on all core special teams? Malga's got a really tough time if he can't beat Wilson out, and I do think that he will... He has the ability to beat Wilson out, but I'm not sure that he will. Uh, well, and even beyond that, you can't make the club in the tub. It's that simple. If he can't get on the field and practice, Josh Malga's not long for this roster. No, that's absolutely true. You know, and, and I go back to Justin March. I'm not going to call him DJ, but he reminds me of DJ a lot just because of his instincts. He has his hat always around the ball. He's always got his helmet in the hole. He's reading it well. He's always around the ball. He's one... You know, if the ball gets stripped, he's probably going to be the one diving on it if he's in the if he's in the game or in practice. He's just that type of player. He has great instincts. He does have to learn. He's going to have to learn the nuances of linebacker in the NFL. But one thing that helped him is being on IR and being able to be in those meetings last year. You have to know that he was in DJ's ear the entire season, learning and watching. Now at the safety spot, your guy and my guy together pretty much make the perfect all-around safety. Yeah, they're young and inexperienced, but I know who you want to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about Daniel Sorensen. And the reason I want to talk about Sorensen is if you think about it, you know, when you're watching preseason games, if you go back two years, Daniel Sorensen had a horrible game two years ago. I believe it was against the Titans. And he just he was getting beat all over the field. And I'm not saying he's that great in coverage because he still needs to work on his coverage skills. But, man, is he hitting people, and he's making people pay for it. He had a hit on Niall Davis that basically knocked him out of practice. Then he went and got two more hits right after that that are you know gave players trouble and, and just staying healthy. So, you know, he is somebody that has the ability to play safety. He's right now stepping in for Eric Berry. But they do move him up to the line when they go to the three-safety set, which actually helps him because he doesn't have to cover as much ground. He doesn't have the greatest speed. Uh, I think he could... Well, he, they have to play him up there because he, he's not any good in coverage, and that's where Murray comes in. Murray's a converted corner, and he's he's a rookie, but he's learning that defense. And together, they give you that in-the-box guy and a guy that can cover out of the back, come up on a slot receiver if he has to, take tight ends when he needs to. And, and that's why I say together, they really make a great all-around safety because... Their traits are so different, but they're both looking at being behind Barry when he returns. And, you know, the other guy that's in the mix, I don't know if Stevie Brown's going to click, but these two young guys have a chance to make an impression on Saturday. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what well, they Well, not do. only those two, but and I'll go back to what we said when we were talking about the corners. You know, Marcus Cooper, I'm not saying he's going to make the team. I don't know if he will or not. You know, he is playing really well in practice, but his problem is he's – it hasn't translated to games. He's got a huge opportunity right now because he will probably see some time with the first string in on Saturday, and he'll probably have a chance to see time with the first string throughout the preseason. If he can translate what he's done in practice to the games, he might find a way to get on this roster as one of the safeties, and he gives you that additional versatility because he can play corner. He's not the greatest. But if he's playing better at safety, he's going to have the confidence, and that's going to help at corner as well. On the D-line, 
Everybody's talking about him. We don't need to go into a whole lot of detail, but I want to see what Chris Jones can pull off. Uh, in particular, I want to see whether he can line up at, at a five technique or outside, and if they might be able to use him as a defensive end in a, in a four-man front. Yeah, he's going to be a very intriguing player to watch. The one thing that is a little disappointing with the preseason games is he won't have to play a ton of snaps, which is really what I would want to see, uh, see what kind of condition he's in and, and see if he's going to be that guy that can uh, not take plays off and be consistent with his effort every play. Well, there's going to be a lot to see in this game on Saturday. And you guys have a good time watching it. Remember, take a look at the guys that are going to play in that second half. You're going to see through attrition and everything, the guys that are lower down the roster are going to play a role come postseason. And remember while you're watching, as experience goes down, you see the later guys farther down the depth chart play, physical capabilities take over. You're going to see the athletes win on athleticism later in preseason games than you do in the beginning. Also, if you really want to know who the team is liking right now, pay attention to special teams. Core special teams players right now, this time of year, they're going to be the guys that they're expecting to make the team. They're getting them ready for the regular season. So watch the special teams groups. It'll really give you a good idea as to where the team actually thinks the players are. Now, we'll be back next week. We have a ton of great guests lined up. You're really going to like what we have for you next week. Thank you, everyone, and enjoy the game. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.